Hi, I'm Isaac Silk, Impact Alpha's podcast producer. Thanks for listening. Impact Briefing is a quick snapshot of this week's stories from Impact Alpha, the leading impact investing daily. There's much more. Deal flow, job postings, and a morning email brief to keep you in the know. Podcast listeners get half off. Use the code BRIEFING50 at impactalpha.com slash subscribe. Now, enjoy the show. From the virtual newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, May 15th. I'm Brian Walsh. Today, Impact Alpha's David Bank will discuss the buzzword of the week, system change. Hi, David. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. And thanks a lot for that birthday embarrassment last week. Well, as the saying goes, you don't look a day over however old you're telling people you are. (laughs) Good thing. And we also have Dennis Price, who will profile this week's Agent of Impact. Hi, Brian. But first, here's what you need to know from this week in Impact Investing. Climate change is making a comeback in COVID relief efforts. Just don't call it a Green New Deal. Advocates are touting jobs, infrastructure, and good economics as a way to avoid political pitfalls. Reckoning for the oil industry continued. Shell has cut its dividend for the first time since World War II. BP removed direct growth metrics as part of its net zero emissions pledge. And some of Repsol's executive pay will now be linked to decarbonization and sustainability. Plus, Norway's $1 trillion sovereign wealth fund continues to cut its exposure to fossil fuels, announcing plans to divest over $3 billion worth of investments in coal and oil sands firms. France has dispersed over one-third of its 4 billion euro COVID relief package aimed at tech startups. Since the package was announced in March, similar plans have been announced by Portugal, Switzerland, and the UK. Sources say that aid for social enterprises may be next. In two posts this week, Impact Alpha featured COVID relief practices for specific sectors, one for gender lens investing, the other for shoring up the creative economy in Kenya. The Global Impact Investing Network, the GIN, unveiled the Response, Recovery, and Resilience Investment Coalition, R3, which aims to identify opportunities to invest in health interventions and access to capital to direct new capital to fill COVID financing gaps. And NASDAQ launched NASDAQ ESG Footprint, a sustainable investment impact tracking service for investors and advisors. I'm joined now by David Bank for this week's featured story. David, this week, everyone seemed to be talking about systems change. Why is that? Well, the immediate reason, Brian, is that this week, the Mission Investors Exchange Conference uh, online, of course, uh, featured a bunch of foundation presidents and others kind of opining, obviously, on the in the context of the COVID crisis. And they all were pointing to, you know, the bigger swing um, beyond the relief and even the recovery to the, you know, the system change or the systemic change that they've long felt is needed. Yeah. And system change, it's one of those phrases that can mean lots of different things to different people. Uh, What what does systems change mean in this context? Well, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. So for some folks, it means big, bold policy initiatives. So could be a Green New Deal, could be, you know, universal health coverage, could be um, new forms of worker empowerment or, or or just sort of a new social contract for workers as has been sort of um, illustrated or illuminated very uh, starkly with, you know, essential workers in this recovery. Some folks are going even beyond that and sort of how do you tweak the rules of the financial markets, the rules of the economy so that it, you know, 
outputs different different things as as it were and so that you know sustainability inclusion those things actually get baked into the system but again details are sparse so far recently the microsoft ceo nadella spoke to the times and he talked about the three r's a little bit different from the gins three r's he called it respond recover and reimagine so there's the response to the pandemic how do we recover from the pandemic but then how do we reimagine uh, what the world might look like post-pandemic. From these foundation president perspectives, how are they reimagining what the world will look like post-pandemic? Well, I mean, you know, there's some, I suppose, you know, sort of guiding principles, you know, community-centric, inclusive uh, predilection towards towards making sure that, you know, underserved communities, um, racial minorities, you know, w- women, um, low-income people, you know, get more of a seat at the table. I mean, those things are kind of widely accepted if if not yet implemented of course but again it's almost beyond that in terms of what's needed and which is you know really kind of new way of thinking about value in the economy and as uh, you've mentioned before perhaps let's not let the opportunity of this crisis go to waste in reimagining what can be changed uh indeed and you know th- there's th- i will say that there's also was kind of the I don't know, the counter message this week, Um, we did a piece on the sort of new push around climate action in the context of some of the relief plans. And um, if you recall, um, some of the efforts got shot down, frankly, in the Republican controlled Senate in the U.S. uh, earlier, um, didn't want climate advocates to attach carbon goals and whatnot to the relief or, or to exclude, frankly, the fossil fuels industry from some of that relief. So they've kind of retrenched, as it were, and now they're talking about um, sustainable jobs and infrastructure spending and just kind of good economics and kind of leaving the more politically charged conversation about climate action maybe for another day. So that's the that's the incrementalism at the same time other people are talking systemic. So you could you can argue both sides. And you could say that a systems framework understands that these issues are not disconnected from each other and that it's not about the economy versus health, and it's not about the economy versus the environment, but it's about how do all of these different systems interact with each other. Indeed, but sometimes you have to make progress where you can. And that is why systems change is the buzzword of the week. And thanks so much for bringing us that featured story, David. Thanks, Brian. Now it's time for this week's Agent of Impact. Dennis, who are we featuring this week? Brian, this week we're profiling Dana Bezzera, the president of the F.B. Heron Foundation. Many know Heron for its shift to impact-aligned investing. Heron has aligned 100% of its $300 million endowment ahead of schedule and ahead of other foundations trying to do the same. Bezerra is now setting a new bar for the philanthropic world, optimizing for its mission of helping communities help themselves out of poverty. That means moving not just capital, but power into the hands of community leaders themselves. In practice, that means Heron will move investment decision-making to five to 10 geographies over time, really giving agency and control over grant and investment decisions to local investment committees. Dave and I spoke to Bezerra this week. Here's how she put it. But we're just the asset owner. Instead of extracting the wisdom from these communities in order to make deployment decisions, why don't we start a process of handing over the deployment? This is personal for Bezerra. You know, growing up on her family's dairy farm in the San Joaquin Valley, she saw creameries go bankrupt, along with tax abatements for multinational food companies. She's been a fierce critic of the disconnect between community and capital markets. After about a decade in private banking and investment, she joined Heron and helped place the foundation at the nexus of community and capital markets. She became president two years ago. Under the new plan, Heron will identify places exhibiting agency for change and accelerate that agency without getting in the middle. 
At this week's Mission Investors Exchange Conference, Bezerra called out those in the cheap seats throwing stones. She doesn't have much time or patience for critics who are not, as she said, in the arena. Bezerra and Heron are moving forward, shifting assets and power to local leaders. And that's why Dana Bezerra is this week's Agent of Impact. Thanks, Dennis, and thanks to Dana for all that you're doing. You can see Dana and all of our Agents of Impact on Instagram, at Impact Alpha. That's it for your Impact Briefing for this week. You can read more about all of these stories at impactalpha.com. Only subscribers receive full access to Impact Alpha content, including deal flow, job postings, and a Slack channel. Thank you for listening. And thanks to Dennis and to David, as well as our producer, Isaac Silk, who also edited this episode and wrote the theme song. I'm Brian Walsh, head of impact for the fintech company, Liquidnet. Make sure you check back next week for the latest impact investing news. Until then, take care.